I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay each one for what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates. Outside are the dogs and sorcerers and the sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let the one who hears say, come, and let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. Well, welcome to New Heights Christmas. It's a family Christmas. Yeah, how many of you are excited? And I'd just like to say, it is really, we didn't plan on this this year. We had to be a little creative, but God gave us an incredible opportunity to bless the community, and that's what we're about as a church, right? So just in the last three weeks, we have put our minds together, the pastoral team here at New Heights Church, to come up with a family Christmas, that, a way that we can bless the community, and a way that we can come together and have church as a family. And would you look around today? Isn't this beautiful? Now, how many of you know Pastor Justin does not know Spanish, but I am married to a fluent Spanish speaker, and so today I want to say a special message. You're going to hear my Spanish, because if you look around, we, are, we have our Hispanic fellowship with us today, and isn't that awesome? Would you please keep giving them a warm welcome? Estoy muy feliz de tener nuestra comunidad española con nosotros hoy. Somos una iglesia y es hermosa. Gracias, Pastor Stanley y Lydia. Come on. <laughs> oh, I love it. Now, I wish I would have washed this uh, cardigan before I wore it today because it's been sitting in a musty closet all week and I can smell it today. <laughs> Woo! I'll tell you what, though, I love Christmas time because I love all the invitations. Don't you just love getting an invitation in the mail? Don't you just love sending invitations? I never turned down an invitation to Skyline, by the way. I love, love getting invitations. In fact, I'm going to write some, some invitations right now because we're going to have a special feast today, and I want to write a special invitation to my friends. Dear Macaw family, I want to personally invite you to this incredible dinner that I'm throwing for all of my friends. My place is two lights down from Daylight Donuts, who, by the way, makes the best Boston creams you will ever have. Huh. I wonder if they're open right now, because, man, I could sure use a Boston cream. Justin, don't lose focus. Stay on task. 
Oh, thanks, Liz. I'm so glad you're always in my head. I'm back. So, please do us the honor of joining us for this delicious meal and time together. Dear Burkharts, I want to personally invite. <laughs> invite? That's kind of a funny word. Kind of sounds like in flight, you know, like I'm on a plane or something. This is your captain speaking. Please turn off your phones as we are in flight, and if you look out to your left, you'll see the original Daylight Donuts, who, by the way, makes the best Boston creams on this side of the Mississippi. Seriously, Justin? Again with the Boston creams. Get it together. Focus. <sighs> I love you, Liz. You're in my head again. <laughs> you get me. So please, do us the honor of joining us for this delicious meal and time together. Dear Cubas, Pastor Justin here. Consider this your invite to our annual festive feast as we enjoy the great three. Great food, great fun, great friends, with an emphasis on the friends. But fair warning, do not be the last one to arrive because I've been known to eat some before the guests come. Now, I'm sure you've heard on the news that Daylight just became number one in the tri-state. They sure know their way around a Boston cream, I tell you. So close, babe. You almost got through it. Liz, shh, I'm almost done. Excuse me? Hope to see you soon. Boom, finished. Hey, You guys hear that? I think somebody's at our door. Oh my, <laughs> would you look at this? Well, hello, Mr. Hanson. <laughs> what a fine looking mailman you are. <laughs> well, I try, you know, I really, really do. How are you doing today? I am doing so good. I'm having a special feast today, as you can see. Wow, and look at all your friends here. I've today. got lots of friends in the neighborhood today. That is amazing. Man. Yes. Well, speaking of friends, I received this week from your church, New Heights Church, an invite to the Christmas Eve candlelight service. How about that? Man, <laughs> two services, one at 1030, one at 4, identical on Christmas Eve. Yes, and we want a lot of our friends to come. These are really nifty to cards someone can take and invite someone with. Yes. <laughs> and the perfect guy's here to deliver those, me, the yes. mailman. Well, I'm here to pick up some mail for you. Oh, yeah, I've got some invitations. Come on over. Oh, oh what did you say you had going on here? This looks A really feast. Nice. I mean, you're invited. You can surely come. We would love to have you. <laughs> well, where should I put my things? Here you go, boss. Oh, those are the invitations. If you can get those out, we're going to have a great party. Remember, you're invited. You can right. come. We'd love to have you. Great. That's yeah, amazing. Just make yourself comfortable. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I should probably get these invitations out. Yes. Thank okay. you. Okay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Hanson. It's great to see you. And I'll get these invites out right away. All right, friends. Say goodbye to mailman Enos. <laughs> You hear that? Oh, we've got visitors. 
I hope it's one of my friends. Hey, it sure is. It's one of my friends. How about you introduce yourself to all of our friends here? All right, and you, you brought, brought a special, a special treat. treat. What did, what did you, bring? you bring? Tamales. Tamales. Where, Where are you, are from? you from? Where, Where is, is this, this dish, dish from? from? Mexico. 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 That, that is, is so amazing. Mexico, Mexico represented at New Heights, Heights Church, Church today. today. Well, come, come on, on in. You're my, my special, special guest. guest. Have, Have a seat at our table. table. New Heights Church, we have, and I counted, over 21 nationalities represented at New Heights Church. Isn't that something? All right. Oh, we've got another knock. It's another friend. David, what did you bring? I brought, this dish is from Jamaica and Curacao, but it's Curacao style. It's selfish and Johnny Cake. Ooh, that, that Johnny, Johnny Cake, cake smells, smells good. good. We've, We've got, got Curacao and Jamaica, Jamaica in the house. house. Come, Come on. on. Come have a seat at my table. There you go. Man, all these special dishes that the pastor gets to eat. Isn't this incredible? Of course, I'm Mr. Hansen today, not, not pastor. Hmm. All right, another friend. Hey, it's the Burkharts. You guys brought a special dish. What? Ni hao, mama, Pastor Justin. Ni hao. Ma -pa. <laughs> Welcome. What did you guys bring today? Dumplings. Dumplings. And where is this dish from? Taiwan. Taiwan is represented in the house today. Well, come on. You guys have a special seat at my table. Thanks for coming. Man, we've got Taiwan, we've got Mexico, Jamaica, Curacao. This is so incredible. I've invited more friends too. Oh, I gotta shut the door so someone can knock. <laughs> oh, I've got another friend. Hey, Korea, how are you? What did you bring? Samosas. Oh, man, they smell delicious. And where's this dish from? India. India. This is amazing. Now, did you make this dish or did your mom? Your mom made this dish. And what part of India is your mom from? South India. South India, Bangalore. Wow, you guys have a special seat at my table. Come on. Thanks for coming. We've got India, Jamaica, Curacao, Taiwan, and Mexico all represented. I've got another knock on the door. Oh, my goodness. It's Liam and Liz. Come on out. What do you got? And what's this? Donuts. Oh, my word. You must come from a really godly man. Is your dad a pastor? Wow. And he loves Skyline and Donuts? He must be very close to God. Well, come on in, Liz and Liam. You have a special place at my table. 
This is just a foretaste, just a little tiny taste of the representation that we have here at New Heights Church and our vision to be a international, multicultural church. And we wanted to just give you a little glimpse of that today. Isn't this something? See, we're doing things a little different this, this Christmas, and we're calling it a family Christmas. And as you can see behind me is the family table. But today, everybody's at the family table because they got a special invitation. Aren't invitations important? I mean, I love, I love getting invited to events. Makes me feel special, and I love, I love that I always have. Well, we don't have any, we, we can make room at the table. <laughs> this was not in the script, so. Oh, okay, we got a deliver. I don't know if that's gonna fit. Why don't you bring it around through the window? <laughs> there we go. It's Isaiah delivering the table. Give it up for Isaiah. He is our very, one of our very first uh, students accepted into our New Heights Bible College, studying and preparing to go into the ministry. And we love having Isaiah on the team. Thank you very much. Love you, buddy. You are more than welcome to join. Just find a, find a seat somewhere some good food. Just stay away from the donuts and the skyline because I think they're saving that for later. <laughs> I love, I love getting invites to the table. I love it that I'm a part of a family, the Hanson family, and no matter how annoying I am, they're always going to invite me. I've always got a seat at the table, and I just love the holidays, and I love the kitchen table. The table speaks of the family. I mean, the table's where the family gathers around, right? At least in one point in time, that's, that's what it was. I think nowadays we're so busy that we, we kind of get takeout and we kind of eat in our own rooms. And, but at one point in the history of this country, the family table is where the family gathered around. Nowadays, the TV, unfortunately, has kind of taken that place. But we wake up in the morning, we gather around for breakfast. When we come home from school and work, we come and gather around the table for dinner. The table is all about family. And I'm a country fan. I haven't, I don't know if you noticed that or not. I don't know if I've ever shared that in some of my sermons, but I love some good old country music. And I love the Zac Brown band, especially his song, The Family Table. Okay, it goes like this. It's just an old piece of wood on top of four legs. It's got a few coffee stains and a thousand marks from God knows when. Ain't too many things that could stand the test of time, but this family table is held together by love that never dies. So won't you come on in? Supper's almost done. Go ahead and call your friends because we got room for everyone. Let's make some memories around this nine-foot pine. Pull up a chair and stay a while at the family table. The family table, you want me to sing that to you? <laughs> no, you don't. I'll tell you what, if you look at the life of Jesus, you will see pretty quick that he really spent a lot of time around the dinner table. Many of his most frequent quoted messages and his standout stories happen while sharing a meal with others. As we look closer, we notice that his company around the table was a really diverse group of people. He shared meals with outcasts. He spent time with the self-righteous religious elite. He cared for people who had broken every rule and were seen as unclean. He dined at the tables of the wealthy men whose riches were one with lies and corruption. 
and some of those would give up their comfortable lifestyles to follow him. He crossed racial boundaries to the shock of many around him. He invited everyone, everyone to the table. And when asked why he did so, he replied, I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of the truth listens to me. See, it was radical at that time. No one was that inclusive. The religious do-gooders began to whisper behind his back. They called him a friend of sinners. It was supposed to be an insult, but Jesus wore it proudly. He was a friend to everyone. And, and what do friends do? They eat dinner together and share in each other's lives. Strangers eating together and becoming friends. Such a simple concept, and yet I'm positive it would turn our own modern world upside down the same way Jesus turned his around 2,000 years ago. So this holiday season, yes, it's a little different. We've got the kids with us. We've got multiple languages. We're doing things just a little different here at New Heights Church because we're doing an entire month of what we call a family Christmas where we talk about how God broke down every barrier and made a way so that all can be invited to the table. And in all honesty, I think this will be the most important month of my three years here so far at the church. I really do. We here at New Heights Church, we're committed to doctrine, and that means we let God's word guide us in everything that we do because we, because we stop at nothing to reach people, the word is our guide. We've been in, and it, it, it is by no accident, was not planned by me, but we've been in the book of Acts preaching about the early church in Antioch, seeing how God brought every single group of people together for a service. So here we are. We do it with one another through worship, by the word, to the world. We wanna examine the world today. In fact, I wanna highlight here is the word we. We, that's who we are. And what that means is all of us, that's you, that's me, we're all a part of the process. And I wanna talk to you really quick because that's gonna be the most amazing thing and the biggest Christmas miracle of all is your pastor is gonna preach 10 to 15 minutes. <laughs> Amen? So real quick, in the next five minutes, let me talk to you about the power of an invitation. In a book entitled Evangelism in the Early Church, historian Michael Green said this, Christianity was supremely a lay movement spread by informal missionaries. It was this spontaneous outreach of the total Christian community. That means everybody got involved. And I wanna, I wanna look at Revelation 22. It's the last chapter of, of Revelation, and Revelation happens to be the last chapter of the Bible. It's the last of 1,189 chapters that comp 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 comprise our, our man, that make up, there we go, come on, that make up our Bible. So essentially, it's an invitation that goes out to the world, the, the, the passage we're gonna look at today. And I want to show you from this paragraph is three elements, we will only go over one today, of the Christian experience. And I hope there that you're gonna experience today, as we read this passage, you're gonna see the personality of the God that we serve. So again, David, you did such a good job reading that scripture, thank you. And I wanna read it one more time. It says, and behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. 
Blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexual, sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star, and the spirit and the bride say, come, and let him who hears say, come, and let him who thirsts, come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Do you see something jumping out at you over and over? Three times the word come is used. Come, 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 it's an invitation. God is not forceful, but he is inviting. He's inviting. Now, I always like to give a little, little context, and because I only have four more minutes, I'm gonna do it real quick and real brief. But we know we're at the very end of the Bible, and not just the end of the Bible, but the end of the book of Revelation also. And by the time this chapter is written, John, who is the author, wrote it through the, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, has swept through all of human history to the final period of humanity. It comes after the seals of judgment have been opened, after the trumpets have been sounded, after the bowls of wrath are poured out on earth, and it's, it's in a final period of history known as the tribulation. This is after the vision of the millennial kingdom, after the great, right, great white throne judgment, and we're now at what is called the eternal state. The eternal state is where this heaven and this earth have been uncreated. They're gone, and God creates a new heaven and a new earth with a new capital city called New Jerusalem. And at this point, all of the ungodly are in the lake of fire. And at this point, all of the godly are in the New Jerusalem. And so with one final invitation, confident of the revelation that has been given, it's the last invitation, the ultimate summons for people to come. Again, our God is such an inviting God. It's an invitation. It's an act of mercy. You know, the Bible's filled, filled with invitations. Invitations from God to humanity. One researcher discovered 55 invitations in the Bible. And I wanna, I wanna read a, just a few of them, real notable ones. Isaiah chapter one, verse 18, God says this. Come, now let us reason together, says the Lord. Through your, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. That's an invitation to forgiveness. That's an invitation to receive his mercy. Here's another one, one of my favorites, Isaiah chapter 55. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. You who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Now that's an invitation to be satisfied. First forgiveness, now satisfaction. And if you think about it, you meet people every day of your life that need those two messages, forgiveness and satisfaction. You meet people who are tired, tired of what life has given them. They've lost their hope, their dreams have been crushed. Everything in their life seems to only bring pain. They have no idea what hope looks like. Life has left them with nothing but unfulfilled dreams. They're unsatisfied with life. And God has a message for them. He would say to them, you are just the person I'm after because I have what you would need. I have forgiveness for your sin and I have satisfaction for your soul. Our God is very inviting. He'll never force a person, but he'll give people the option and the choice and he will invite them to make the right choice. When we get to the New Testament, we see Jesus Christ 
as always being inviting. And it's, it's worth taking note of. When Jesus was at the Jordan River, after he was baptized, there were two disciples of John the Baptist. Jesus says, come and see. Or, or they walk up, excuse me, they walk up to him and they say, Jesus, where are you staying? And he says, come and see. Come and see, where are you staying, they say. Well, come check it out. Jesus was always inviting people. It was for them to follow him and find out what he's about. As time went on, he made that invitation even more formal and included them in his mission. He said, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. And then probably the greatest invitation ever is when he said to the crowd, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Talk about an invitation. Then later on, he secured that invitation in John 6 when he said, he who comes to me, I will in no way cast out. God is an inviting God. He invites us to come. He invites people to be forgiven. He invites people to be at his table. He invites us to be his family. We have a seat waiting for us at the table. You have a seat at the table. And that is what New Heights Church is going to be about. We have the opportunity. Not only have we been invited to have a seat at the table, but we have been given the privilege and invited to be a part of his mission. And that's what we are going to accomplish at New Heights Church. And this is why this Christmas is so special. It was by no accident that Pastor Brad Rosenberg called me up and said, can you use a semi-truck of toys to bless the community? It was no accident. It was God, it was ordered by God, and God knew what he wanted to do. We had to fix all of our plans. All of a sudden, we had to come together. But this is what the Holy Spirit's wanting to do. Bring people from every single country, every single language group, and bring us together as one at the family table. Amen? And I told you, I could do it. I was only 35 seconds over what Enos told me to preach. Somebody say that you have just witnessed a Christmas miracle. And so this is what we're gonna do the next few weeks. We are gonna come together as a family. I love, Pastor Enos has said this probably four times during this last week. Hey, Pastor Justin, guess what? The church in Antioch didn't have kids' church. They just came together. So guys, will you welcome the kids? Isn't it awesome to have the kids with us today? Mom and Dad, this is our opportunity to get a show our kids, how we worship our Savior. And it's awesome to have the Spanish Fellowship with us today. We are one church, and so for the next four weeks, that's what we're gonna talk about, how God and inviting God has made a way for every single barrier to be broken down and for people to come together. It is truly, truly an amazing thing. And I have told you before that when I came, when God gave this vision, uh, not just to me, but confirmed it to our board, the leadership of this church, we knew what we were getting ourselves into. We knew it would be hard work. We knew there would be bumps in the road. We knew it meant no quick, spontaneous microwave growth, overnight growth, but we were okay with that. We wanna build a church that, rep that represents heaven, that reflects heaven. Our Jesus, our God died on the cross for all people. And it is a unique time in the history of the world, especially here in America, how God is bringing all of the cultures together. All of the cultures together, but not so that we could segregate. The most segregated day in America is usually on Sunday. Happens from eight in the morning to about noon. 
It shouldn't be that way. God has called us to come together. We have something in common. We all have a seat at the table. All of us have a seat at the table. Would you join me in prayer? Father, thank you so much for all that you have done. Thank you for sending your son Jesus on the cross. God, when you resurrected, when you came back to life and you gave your disciples a mission, I don't think they truly understood what you were telling them to do. Then your Holy Spirit fell upon them, baptizing them in the Holy Spirit, empowering them and giving them boldness to go share the mission. And you started breaking down every single barrier. The things that we as humans say, man, those barriers could never be broken down. The power of the Holy Spirit broke them down. And the world took notice. God, we need the Holy Spirit again to fall afresh, fall afresh on us right now at New Heights Church in this time, in this season, so that we can accomplish your mission, your mission that has not changed. The whole world needs to know about Jesus. So God, break down every barrier, break down our cultural barriers, break down the, the language barriers, and let us come together, drawn together by the power of the Holy Spirit, because that will be more powerful than any sermon we can ever preach. And we are praying for your will and your purpose to be accomplished at New Heights Church and through your people. And for this, we're excited, and we give you praise, and we give you the glory.